can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome, everybody, to Mr. Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Tankard. And I'm your co-host, Edward Gates. There are only a few moments in anyone's life where you get to raise your head above the surface of historical anonymity, you know? Yeah. And yeah. this was our chance to do that. This is our chance to leave our name in the history book of life, yeah. to let people know that we existed, that we were here. In a hundred years' time, I guarantee kids will still be listening to Mr. Beauty IQ. That's right. And uh, this is episode four of four episodes, so it's the last one. Um, and for the occasion, let's talk about something happening right now. This is breaking news. Eddie, I'm drinking coffee, which is a which is really rare for me. Yeah. Um, is it Joe or Hannah that doesn't usually drink coffee? Joe. Because wow. she has uh, digestive issues, I think, with it. Diarrhea, but, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, Don't I wait. You know, before, before, you, before you all come here and say, Eddie, you're speaking rudely of a lady, I most definitely get it as well with coffee. And if you're someone listening and say you don't get IBS from drinking, you know, a few coffees a day, well, I'm calling... I'm, you know what? I'll call you a liar. It's not that big a deal. I'm just saying that this is big for you and I. This is our last episode. Uh, we're doing all the hits, products we didn't know we needed. We interview Byron Cook, who has his own podcast, The Byron Cook Show, but he's been big in a Australian radio for a really long time. Most recently, he co-hosted the Fifi Feb and Byron Show on The Fox for like five years, and he's into a few things to do with beauty, so we talked to him about that, but... Eddie, I know I speak for you as well. He's a great, great man. This guy's just an absolute king. He was so nice to us. And, you know, he could tell we were a bit nervous around him, I think. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't show it. And we had some great, genuine, honest chats. I think you guys are really going to like that interview. And it's great because we've, um, you know, Eddie and I have been learning this whole time. We've been the students. Uh, and you've been our peers. In a and, way, and you guys been... have become no, the so, teachers to us. So yeah, I think I, that's what Matt's saying. I guess that is true. But in a way, I also meant that... It's just really cool that we got to just have someone on the podcast just to pro down with someone about the things we've been doing. You know, uh, like it's yeah. nothing to do with like him teaching. He's just anything. a regular bloke. He's not a dermatologist. No. He's not a specialist. No. He's just someone who's interested in skincare, like us now. Exactly, exactly. But with considerably more reach than you and I, and have. more money. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be our last show, and then you and I are out of here, Eddie. Now, Matt, let's just go through a few things. All right, you had to say one biggest thing you've learned from this podcast or from this i guess journey getting to skincare what would it be i reckon one of the biggest things i've actually noticed is the shift in my perspective towards skincare i feel like it's somewhere you know there's been a miscommunication to people that skincare is just like a vanity thing but there's a lot more there's a lot more about it once you start the habit of taking care of your skin it becomes crazy to think that you never did that before yeah it becomes call. really strange that you've just neglected it this whole time and you haven't seen skincare as a, um, just like a, this is just your body and you're taking care of it thing. Like, yeah. It, it, it seriously feels Much like, like exercising or something. Yeah. It seriously feels like I have just learned that I haven't been like brushing my teeth for 25 years. Yeah. And I just can't imagine, you know, especially after talking to professionals and after you and I got our skin scan and saw all the UV damage that you and I have, that having that, at least that basic skincare routine, cleansing, moisturizing and SPF. Yeah. I definitely can't imagine not doing that now. Yeah. I think for me, I found that it's also 
because a lot of the guys that we've spoken to, not only for this pod, but, you know, our own external research have kind of said, you know, they're just too busy they don't have the time. I, I totally get that. But just having the products there, like having like a cleanser just sitting there in the shower ready to go, I cleanse all the time now. And I can't think of just not doing that because it's just there. The same with my sunscreen. It sits on yeah. like my bedside table. Just every time I go past it, like I'll, you know, not all the time, but I'll put a bit on. It's actually not as hard as I thought to actually have a very basic skincare routine. No, yeah, totally. Um, and even though we've got all these products. Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, we're sport for choice, but like literally if we had three products, we'd yeah. still be able to do it. Yeah, totally. And I often think, because I've got them sitting in a really nice white Ferrero box. Yeah, and I've got I it in my is, old MacBook Pro box. Yeah, so both very Similar. white, clean, yeah, yeah. pristine looking boxes that yeah. actually look really nice. Um. <laughs> What I'm thinking is next time I have like a date over, I'm going to purposely leave out the products. Okay. Because I remember when Acacia and Izzy came over last year and they made a comment saying how um, they were so shocked being in a house, a guy's house, there was so little product. It was like, like I think some hairspray, some some soap and a shaver. That was all we had on the bench. So I would love to have Izzy and Acacia over again just to show them our bathroom that and say, yeah, look at us done. now. I think we could compete with the best of them. Yeah, and you know, Eddie, this is our last time to have a one-on-one chat really with the listeners. And now that we've got all these expertise and we, we're truly the top dogs when it comes to skincare knowledge, um, what do you say to the listener who still isn't feeling great about it? Um, what's your parting advice? Hang on, what's the question? What do I say to the person listening? Yeah, who doesn't feel good? <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so just for um to preface this, I I have a Bachelor of Arts in Digital Media, so any advice I give here should be taken purely anecdotally. But I'd pretty much say, look, come on, you know, I'd come up if I was there, I'd come up, stand behind them, and I'd tap them on the shoulder, and I say, and they say, who are you? And I say, I'm your destiny. Come here, and we go on a walk. We go down to Port Melbourne Beach. And we, nice. and we look at the spirit of Tasmania. Yeah. It's docking away. Okay. I say, there go your dreams, mate. And he goes, oh, Jesus Christ, there's my dreams. Thanks, mate. You really made me feel good. <laughs> I said, no, wait. And I point to a little dinghy that's by the pier. And I say, mate, you get in that. You'll be able to catch up to your dreams by midnight by the time it gets to Bass Strait. You reckon a dinghy will be able to catch up to the spirit uh, of Tasmania? I don't know. He spends how fast he goes. It's all about the effort. Yeah. I'll be long gone at that point anyway when he gets in. Um <laughs> And um, then I say, all right, you've done your bit here. You give me your keys and your wallet so we make sure that everything's um, for safekeeping and their phone as well just to make sure it doesn't fall overboard. What are you up to in this hypothetical situation? And then I say, go forth, my son. I put them in the dinghy and I... um, You walk uh, away with money. Well, you know, (laughs) I've been wearing gloves the whole time as well. Yeah, good, smart, smart. You know what I saw in a... um, I was editing a video for um, uh, the YouTube channel the other day, Matt, with a lady named Amelia. Um, she's the one that does the Ferrero videos and got me interested in the Ferrero. You know what she does with her skincare? And I reckon I'd take a gander that, you know, all the all the big dogs in Adore Beauty do as well. She puts a lot of her creams and stuff in a little mini fridge. Keeps yeah. them nice and cold, ready for the face. Yeah. Would we ever try that, do you reckon? Well, you know why they do that. I mean, I did it at the video. She did explain, but it's kind of gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... People find like a dedicated space to put their skincare products because it's usually not a good idea to leave open skincare products in your bathroom. Okay. Because, and I'm not trying to get blue here or lowbrow, but because you're next to a toilet, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in the air, and you don't want that getting into your skincare products. Yeah, look, guys, this is a, just a PSA. If you've got you know people coming over to your house, I don't know if it's 
you know, a partner, a friend, a relative, whatever it is, just have the common decency to clean your bathroom a bit. Like I don't want it spick and spam, but like just rub down the porcelain with a bit of Pinoclean. You know, you take care, you're at the point now where you're taking care of your skin and your face, which is awesome. But now get the rest of your life in order for Christ's sake. Eddie, whenever you're ready to get to your microphone, please. Yep, yep. Hang on, hang on. Eddie's just arriving now. Yeah, well, okay, don't say it like that. I just came in the door because I had to go get my... I had to go to the mailbox and get a parcel. My green screen uh, suit arrived. Okay, anyway. Right here. Uh, we're joined by Byron Cook, who... Um, now, you know what? Actually, we're all contemporaries here. We all have a history in radio. Mm, mm. Uh, granted, Byron Cook... Uh, for the last two decades has been a uh, radio personality for a variety of the most popular commercial radio stations in not just Australia, but the world, Eddie, yep, yep, um, yep. and uh, most recently co-hosting the Fifi Fevin Byron show for five years. But Eddie and I, we had a Monday night, uh, 10 p.m. slot on student radio for a few months. We so, did, um, we did. Nonetheless, we all have radio in our blood equally. I, I, I think that puts you right into the conversation. And in fact, that was much heralded around the world. You didn't realize, but when I was in London and Los Angeles, that yeah, Monday yeah. night slot, um, program directors would air check what you guys were doing. They would play it to <laughs> us and say, look, guys, this is fresh. This is where things are at. This is where you need to go with your show. So, so in many ways, I'm honoured to be speaking to you, Eddie and Matthew. It's my honour. Oh, Byron, we're so glad to hear that. I mean, I wish we knew that when we were recording because yeah, we, yeah. we, we were we didn't stuck actually away from see how many people were listening. No, so, yeah, but... And maybe we would have got another season on maybe, Community Radio had that been the case. That one listen you got, that was from my boss. So, so well done. Well done. <laughs> but look, um, actually on that topic, um, we'll get to you know skincare and whatnot in a second, but um, you've obviously got your podcast out in the, now, The Byron Cook Show. How yeah. was the transition, I guess, going from radio to podcasting? And, you know, do you have any advice for a couple of uh, young bucks on their way up or down? You know, Who knows? It's, it's, this, it's, is <laughs> of, this is the last episode of this is the last episode of Mr. Video IQ. So you do yeah. the math. I think, yeah, you, you, your career has hit a fork in the road moment. I think me <laughs> on your podcast could be heading all the way down. But uh, no, look, I actually answered a bunch of questions and I think I might have got myself in a bit of trouble somehow. I didn't mean to, but just as a 25th episode milestone, because for me, 25 episodes seem like a big deal, at least for me, it's probably nothing for anyone else. But I thought, hey, 25 episodes in, which means 25 weeks in, let's do an episode where you just ask me anything. And and so I just took questions and they were completely uncensored. I just asked for questions over the Instagram. I got a bunch of them and just answered them. And so this this came up quite a bit. A lot of people were wondering how the transition is and it's it's a strange one because on one hand creatively I can now do anything I want and that's why I left because after 20 years of doing things everyone else's way and that doesn't mean it's not the right way but it's just someone else's way you feel like you've earned the right to maybe have a say a full say in the creative process and I don't expect to have a full say when you're in a team environment so so there's nothing wrong with that but I was just ready to do things my way and I think for example, last year our show was in the middle of a tough climate in Melbourne where you're normally escapism FM fun and you're stuck in the middle of a pandemic and in our case a lockdown that one of them went for over 100 days. And you're sort of trying to find your way as a show going, well, are we the light relief? Do we deal with it all? And, and so, I don't know, in the middle of that pandemic, I just felt like, you know what, maybe this is the time to, to do my own thing. I make less money now. I work probably five to ten times as hard in terms of hours but I'm absolutely loving it guys like I love it I'm still good friends with the show that I left I haven't burnt any bridges they're great people but I was just ready to do my own thing so busy but very fulfilled would be would be my answer and you've got to be disciplined with your schedule so 
you're your own boss and if you decide that you need to go on a five-day bender, technically you could because it's your decision, but you may not get anything done. Well, Eddie, I think you need to hear that. You need yeah, to take yeah. that advice, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was late walking onto camera. <laughs> I thought we just got in. He just got back, yeah. From memory, Eddie's not his own boss, so yeah. that could be an even bigger problem. But no, so there, there, yeah, long answer to a short question, but yeah, there, there's a lot to it. I love it. But yeah, you, you definitely have to be disciplined in yourself and walk that line between freedom and, and, and discipline, I guess. Totally. And I mean, I do think 25 episodes is definitely a remarkable milestone. Eddie and I only get four episodes here, so 25 yeah. is stratospheric yeah. for us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so is this your fourth episode? This will be our fourth, fourth episode. And, oh, fi- that, oh, and that's the thing, Byron. You know, it was four with an asterisk, so we're hoping <laughs> kind of, you know, I don't know what promotion you can do for this one, but maybe we'll get sure. a, a, another four, another 100. We'll, we'll see where we go from this. Well, okay. Well, speaking of the Byron Cook Show, Joe and Hannah who host the flagship program here with uh, Beauty IQ Uncensored, were guests on your show. Yes. Um, So I guess our first question should be, where are you currently at with taking care of your skin, skin health? Do you have a routine? Do you you get any particular treatments? Yeah, look, it's um, it's interesting. I think it's been different over the years and it ebbs and flows. Like sometimes I'm like any other bloke and I just get slack and don't do it. But... um, the latest one I did was Alex, my girlfriend, put me onto it. It was just a very simple regime. It was using ordinary products. Okay. Oh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that was a squalene cleanse, uh, hyaluronic acid, and a moisturizer. That's all it was. They're not um, overly expensive products. That wasn't hard to do. She kind of showed me the way to do that. But that's something I was doing every day. Over the years, though, like another ex-girlfriend of mine, um, her mum, put me on to way back in the day, Dr. Hauschka. This doctor believes, and I don't know if this is proven by science or whatever, but he he's not a big fan of any sort of skincare where you're sort of scraping layers of skin off. Like that to him is like the devil. That's like, oh my God, what are you doing? How can you do that? So it was all about sort of non-invasive products that don't like peel anything off or, or do any of that sort of stuff and, um, you know, a lot of organic ingredients. Anyway, so that's something I used for a long time. It felt right, whether it was a placebo effect or not. I'd use a cleanser and some of that stuff. I don't do it enough, but SPF as well. Yeah. Should be doing that every day. Do you reckon that's something, it just needs to be a habit. And even me, I've, I've even had a history of some, some skin cancers. There was one in my neck that had to be cut out. Um, I've had a few issues on fairly pale complexion. So I should just be doing that from a, a health standpoint anyway. And um, everyone swears by that. Again, I should be doing it more, but um, that's something else that I'm conscious of. I wanted to ask you about... Um... Like, I don't think either of us really feel like the stigma or embarrassed or anything about using skincare. I feel like the biggest barrier between men and taking care of their skin health is just a lack of interest in it because it's not particularly marketed towards men. It's not really directed at them. So what motivated you to start getting into this and how old were you when you began? This might not be the right motivation, but vanity would be yeah. part of it. And I think, and, and in my case, and it's not a deliberate thing and you know, some of my mates give me stick about it, but it's just the way that my life has played out. My last two serious relationships have been with girls, you know, significantly younger than me that's just how it's worked out and I think you know moment of vulnerability you kind of you want to stay as as young and healthy and fit as you can for for them as well as for yourself so probably I really got into it I married at a fairly young age and then and then was divorced I I have a child in the US and he lives with his mum and I see him all the time Zephyr uh, uh well 
obviously it's been hard the last year, but video mm. calls every day and very active yeah. in his life. But but that divorce, when I came out of that, you know, for example, my ex-wife, who I'm still on very good terms with, um, you know, but she loved me just looking like some sort of mountain man. Like she just loved like big, long, unkept beard and mm. big hair. And it wasn't out of spite, but when when we were divorced, I knew I'm like, I remember she would hate the idea of me having like a really nicely like like a crew cut like done nicely at a barber shop. She would hate the idea of like a faded beard or 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 doing skincare. So like watch this. And so I just literally just made this decision of like I'm going to look the way I want to look. I, I don't now have someone telling me how I need to look. And so that was probably my turning point of taking an interest in skincare and in presentation. It was so it wasn't spiteful but it was more hey, I'm now my own person. I'm going to do what I want to do. No one's telling me how I need to look. So, and that would have been, I guess, in my um, mid to late twenties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I find what you said interesting before about coming from a vanity perspective. So, a few weeks ago, Matt and I got actual skin scans done, where they scanned our face, showed us how much UV exposure we had, and we were we were like, f-ed, where our face had been damaged so much from the lack of sunscreen over the years. Yeah. And that's confronting. It is because it's the health of your skin. But for me personally, because the one thing I've taken away from this pod is sunscreen every day if nothing else but that's only because the skin scan also showed us literally how much our skin will start to sag over the next few years if we continue on the course we're on so the main yep. motivator for me personally taking a look was yeah how yeah. i'm gonna look rather yeah. than the skin health totally yeah so yep. it's or it does it does all come back to that in the end i think for a lot of guys well yeah if um, means to an end isn't it i mean it, it, in a way if it's if the outcome is healthy doesn't really matter if your motivation is shallow. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter. And I, I think that's a perfect segue into us talking about spray tanning in general because as we've been learning, yeah, there's pretty much no no amount of deliberate tanning is considered safe mm. is what we've been finding out. But obviously a lot of people are still going to want to be tanned. So mm. spray tanning seems like the only safe way of going about that. What's your mm. experience with that? Like, Do you often spray tan? And what is the actual process of getting a spray tan? I would sometimes just go in because it just gives you this lift in mood. Like especially if if you've got my sort of complexion and you just want to like feel a bit good, you just get this spray tan and you just you just come out and you feel a million bucks. You're like, how much better do I look? And it might only be and it might only be for yourself. Now normally it's for an event. So if I was doing television, like something like the Spring Carnival on Channel Seven, if I was in the bird cage, you know, you've got your nicely done. Uh, you go to the barbershop, you make sure that's as clean as possible, and then you get a spray tan after the barbershop, of course, because they spray tan your scalp as well because if you've got a skin fade, you've got the whole head has to be the right, you know, it's all got to blend in. So normally it might be for an event like that where you just need to, you know you need to look at your best for on camera. But sometimes it's not. And I would go into, uh, Skinforia was a place I often go to in South Melbourne, and I'd go in there and Amy was in there and you'd go in and they'd be like, what's the event? And you're embarrassed to go, there isn't one. I'm just getting a spray tan. Yeah. My life. There's almost this yeah. assumption. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the event is my life. So so the, the process is normally if I've got an event coming up, I would get one done um, you know, a day or two before. But sometimes you might just get one for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because in the footy team that I play in, you know, we've got like it's what, what you expect of like local footy. It's like, you know, you give away a free kick, you have to roll the dice or yell at them, play all these things. You got punishments at training, and you roll mm. the dice, and one of the one of the punishments is get a spray tan. 
and oh. that's that's always the one that everyone wants the most out of everything. Everyone always right. goes, Fuck, I wish I was doing the spray tan. Well, hang on. So it's a punishment. Yeah. Mate, I'd be, I'd be, there'd be like clangers all over the ground if it was me. <laughs> oh, oops. Set shot, set shot to win the game. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Oh, he's put it out in the full. Hey, Stephanie, it's me. Yep, missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, there is a, there is that though, isn't there? There is still that, that because like I played, I don't know how I got on the field, but a couple of seasons ago, Fev, my mate from the Fox, he somehow got me on the field for the EJ Witten Legends game, oh, and yeah. I'd I'd I literally never kicked a football in my life. Like I I grew up with cricket, basketball, and I've just loved watching AFL. So yeah, as yeah. a spectator, I'm very knowledgeable, but I literally haven't even got around to going to a park, and it literally had not kicked. A ball, and then you're on the MCG. I'm on, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out there with some of the legends of the game, asking myself, "How has this happened? Why has this happened?" So anyway, just for a laugh, I thought, let's at least look as good as possible. Like it will be even funnier when I play really badly, but if I am as fit as I can be, and if I look as good as I can, it'll be even funnier when I play like all the gear, no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I actually, for that game, got a spray tan. It does look better, though. Like- <laughs> it looks great. I-, I wonder why other players don't do it. But but I then, my mate, who's one of the producers at Channel 7, has got into BT's ear during the game. And at one point, I think it's up online, obviously I- I've-, I've made a few mistakes. It was described as the worst five minutes of televised football in history, <laughs> which wasn't an ideal start. Uh. But um, BT's been worded up by one of these producers. And at one point, just when it couldn't get any worse for me, like I missed one from point blank range and somehow backheeled it the wrong way, um, I fumbled everything. And at one point, he's gone, Oh, and I think, yep, no, that's definitely a fresh spray tan on him as well. <laughs> there, was, there was some of that going on. There was some of that locker room spray tan is clearly a negative kind of thing going around. It was a punchline to a joke. Yeah. So that's still where spray tanning, that's where it is in that, in that world at the moment. It's still a good, strong punchline for a joke. Yeah, but you know, to be fair though, like for instance, I put when we had our first episode come out, I put it in the group chat with the boys because we interviewed some of the boys for the footy club, and I said, "Oh, boys, new podcast out on skincare for men. Have a listen." Blah blah blah, and one person said that's a massive fine, Eddie, but the rest were actually, to my surprise, overwhelmingly like actually supportive. What you just said then, I think, is so true. Even someone like my dad, who's very old school, you know. You know, middle class. You know, grew up in John Howard's electorate of Benelong. That's kind of you know, I mean, like that's my dad, and yeah. you, you know, and and of a certain school, love him to pieces, but doesn't think the same way I think about right. a whole range of different things. When I told him, for example, about getting a Manny and Petty, he's like, "Oh, well, that might be all right. I might, I might do that," and like, quite enjoys it. Like my dad, Jeff, good old Jeff loves to get himself a Manny and Petty, but he never would have unless it was sort of suggested to him or there was some sort of introduction. So I'd be in the minority, but if if you talk about something and say, hey, I've had a good experience with this or this, yeah, most guys go, oh, yeah, you still get a bit of that around the place. But yeah, I think it's, it's lessening for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd say the same goes for treatments in general as well so you've had experience with uh, injectables is that right yeah and yeah. and and 
I'll do it again, frankly, um, and this is a plea to other sponsors that would like to get involved in the Byron <laughs> Cook Show. Um, it's not cheap to get this stuff. So certainly the more corporate involvement we have in my podcast, probably the more treatments I'll get from my injector. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> in fact, maybe an actual injector would like to sponsor it. And, I'll, oh, that's what I've got to do. Why don't I do that? Every yeah. other influencer gets free stuff. I've got to do that. Anyway, um, so I've only done it a couple of times. Really enjoyable process. Uh, my injector's a girl by the name of Ciara Henderson. She's really great. And I, I didn't find it particularly painful, easy process. I did see the benefit. But, of course, post-lockdown, I haven't gone back yet. It, it's not cheap, this stuff, as you yeah. guys probably either do know or don't know. It's, it, it, they don't miss you. So you, you've got to sort of, you know, you, you need to be able to justify it. It's kind of like, mm, do I pay my child support or get some Botox? <laughs> And you did, Byron? <laughs> <laughs> I look about 100 now, see? So you can tell I'm paying child support. Um, but no, so you just need to prioritise things, obviously. Um, but no, I really enjoy the process. And, you know, if money was just no object, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd live there. I'd be getting it all the time. And it was funny because Alex, who I went in there with, um, she, she was saying and talking about this idea of preventative Botox, and that makes some people squirm. You know, people who aren't big fans of the procedures think the idea of preventative Botox is ridiculous. But so for her, you know, she's 26. You know, she she sees this as a way to prevent issues in the future. Yeah. And you could argue that for me, in my early 40s, like some would say, I've started too late. Like if I was really committed to this, I would have been doing it from your age, guys, like like as a pre- as a preventative measure. So for me, it was just yeah, yeah, a couple of little you know wrinkles in your forehead or just seeing if anything under your eyes could be a bit a bit of a, a lift. So I had it in my forehead and my crown, and I wasn't really comfortable. Like with Fifi and Fev, like I didn't tell them because I just knew it would be content because you wouldn't be doing a good job in radio if you didn't make that content, obviously. So I was just like, nah, I just don't really feel like... Just can't be bothered with it. <laughs> just... I just, I sort of just, I like, it's not that I'm ashamed I've done it, but I just, I could just do without the 20-minute bit about my Botox. I just, I was just, I, I, you know, I probably should have told them and just owned it. It probably would have been a great bit on the on the air. But so for me, it was like a bit of a personal thing. It wasn't that I was ashamed of it, but I also didn't need a thousand questions about it. Yeah, and it's also like, come on, guys, there's a pandemic happening. <laughs> Perspective, guys. Um, no, so, yeah, but no, there was no specific thing I was trying to achieve. It was more just curiosity and does, does, this, does this work? And then you go, oh, it actually does. Like, cool, wow, all right. So, yeah, that was all it was. Right, right. Well, look, Byron, thank you so much for talking to us today, mate. You're welcome. To those who are listening in... Um, Probably our biggest episode to date, I'd 100%. say, at this point. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, thank you. You can listen to Byron's podcast as The Byron Cook Show, and you can also find him on Instagram under all one word, Byron Cook. That's B-Y-R-O-N-C-O-O-K-E. Byron, you know, we owe not only this show to you, but our lives to you. Oh, thank you. And I don't think that's overstating it, guys. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And uh, Eddie, I just, I, I, just some career advice. I'm a bit further down the road than you. I reckon start turning up to work, mate. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just, a, just a little one from me to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do what I can. But um, not, not often you get insulted by one of your heroes. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's, it's a roasting. It's a roasting. Uh, but Matthew, I know you got sore shoulders from carrying Eddie. But yeah, oh, just, Lord. just keep, keep going. Keep going, mate. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Oh, that's Glad to hear that on our last episode finally the recognition I deserve (laughs) products we didn't know we needed the finale Um, my product is the silk pillowcase that's S-H-H silk pillowcase if you think about it we we spend a third of our lives 
lying on these things. And maybe if you're 80, it's a bit more, maybe two thirds. Well, I'm the one that uh, actually has a full-time job. But especially if you sleep on your stomach or your side, you know, you really want... You want your pillowcase not being gross. So the benefits of silk, as opposed to having your regular cotton pillow slips, is that they absorb way less moisture. Um, and that's good for two reasons. One, particularly if you've got dry skin like me, your skin retains moisture while you're sleeping, so you don't wake up with dehydrated skin. But also, a silk pillowcase isn't going to have anywhere near as much dirt and oil build up inside its fabric. Um, so all that grime from yesteryear isn't being smothered against your face every night, which is obviously good for acne and a bunch of other things. Also, because it's so smooth, it's not going to be abrasive against your skin. And yeah, like, a, it's, I mean, it also has a real regal effect. You truly feel like a king sleeping on silk every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. No, I like that. I think I'll invest in one too. Yeah. Um, that's something I don't do enough, I can say. Because we all hear like, you know, changing your sheets, blah, blah, blah. But you actually, I only change my pillow slips when I change my sheets. Yeah, same, same. Which I... Like probably like once a fortnight. Yeah, that's that's being good, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to anyone listening. Today I am talking about, and you may have heard me mention it on last week's episode with Joe. We were talking about it a little bit. Pimple patches. I went out and wanted to test this myself. It's the CosRx, so that's the brand C O S R X Acne Pimple Master Patch. These bad boys are like seven bucks or so on Adore Beauty, and you get like a bunch of little stickers. They're kind of like small circular stickers. And you just put them on where you've got your pimples before you do your skincare routine, so you cleanse and then put these on. And essentially, I've only been using it a few days. It seems pretty good so far for what's a really good price. It's apparently got this thing in it called hydrocolloid, which is um, commonly used for dressing wounds. So it's kind of like a sticker that's kind of coated in that, I believe. That's the key ingredient. You put it on. Um, I sleep with it overnight. I have worn them because they are very, very discreet. Yeah. I have worn some out when I've gone to Woolies. But the idea isn't, it's not to disguise, it's more so to help, you know, you wake up and it's a little less red or it's a little less of a whitehead. And, and it's it stops you from touching it. So, yeah, exactly yeah. as well. And so it's just something that you put on, I put on when I'm um, going to bed or, you know, when I'm at home for the day. For seven bucks, you can't really go wrong. And with that, that wraps up our last product we didn't know we needed, meaning the that's the end of our show, Eddie. Um, it's nice. It feels like we wrapped up a lot of loose ends. You know, we found out our skin types. We found out what the deal was with sunscreen. Um, we didn't do the whole, you know, who became Mr. Beauty IQ thing. Like, could take Hannah and Joe out on a date or whatever, because that's just like not... No, 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 no. That did end up happening. Well, kind of. I had Hannah and Joe over on Sunday. They came over Sunday night. What? <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, no, you were at Caitlin Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, Hannah and Joe came over. We had the... um. Well, we kind of had the Harry Potter night. What? How did it go? Why haven't you told me this? Well, I, don't, it just, I didn't want to upset you. Yeah, because well, obviously um, we were having so much trouble with organizing it and Hannah and Joe were, you know, their sched- uh, none of our schedules lined up, which was really annoying. But um, basically I messaged Linda first, who's Hannah's mother, and also uh, Tony Fleming, uh, Joe's father. And I just said, yeah, look, I've been really sick lately. Um, um, I'd really, you know, appreciate some time to hang out with your daughters. And um, within half an hour of giving them that call and, um, yeah, they were on board. Essentially, you know, they came over expecting to watch Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stone, which we Wait, kind of Wait, they contacted did. you after you After I talked to their parents, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, they came over um, and they knocked on the door and I said, password? <laughs> they said, uh, hey, Eddie. And I'm like, password? And they started to walk away. So I opened the door and yelled, Alohomora, which is the um, spell in Harry Potter to open doors. And I'd done full dress up. I forgot to tell them, but I was wearing your dressing gown and my old school uniform with like a little scar painted on my head. Oh, yeah, you're Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a stick for a wand. And I gave Joe jo a big hug. 
And then I gave Hannah a hug. And this is actually unfortunately where the where the night you know takes a turn for the worst. I accidentally forgot that I was holding the stick, and as I was so desperate to you know embrace Hannah, I accidentally stabbed the stick into her left shoulder blade. Uh. Um, not enough to really hurt her, but definitely drew a little bit of blood. Um, Jesus. So they were like, "Oh, you know, you know, it's bleeding a bit. Can you drive us to the hospital?" And I was because they called an Uber here. And I was like, "No, no, I've already had a six pack, so I can't." <laughs> So I let them um, stay here while they waited for a taxi. And um, did you end up watching any Harry Potter? We kind of did. While they were sitting at the table, like they were, like Joe was waiting putting for a, the Joe taxi. was putting like a paper towel on Hannah's back, like bandaging her up, and I was sitting on the couch watching. Oh my god! But yeah, no, so was, well, that's everything. You that's everything you ever wanted. Yeah, did, did as it, soon as I left, I just I did. I did just, it live up to your expectations? It did. It truly did. You know, uh, I think when we first saw each other, their their faces just beamed when I said "Hello, Hamora." Um, <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that. That I feel like that that wraps up our whole little series here. We we figured out men's skincare. Yep. At which, I, to be honest, you know, we, we've been talking about men's skincare, but I think what you and I have found is that, I mean, there's not really too much of a difference between. I think a lot of the stuff we've actually spoken about could just be anyone could listen and take yeah good advice on, except for maybe the only thing that like is specific. I think that we found out to male skincare. Yeah. Is that men are typically prone to having like more oily skin or having more thick skin. Yeah. But anybody can have that type of skin as yeah, well. Yeah, and we're not talking about thick skin as in like it's hard to hurt your feelings Yeah, because you and I definitely don't. Yeah, we've seen some of the comments you guys have made and let me tell you, we do not have thick skin uh, mentally. <laughs> so thanks a lot. Matt, you could never say that anyone who was ever in Mr. Beauty IQ, myself included, was the best in the world at anything. But when it all came together, we made people feel something that was indefinable. Yeah. You know, we're still the same podcast editor, the same video editor. We're basically wearing the same clothes. All that's happened is Mr. Beauty IQ has caught fire and all these people have jumped on. But people will never, ever forget the way that you made them feel. Yeah. There's a chemistry, something magnetic between the listeners and ourselves, something drawing each other to one another, the passion, the love the rage and the joy that's coming from the people with those headphones on listening to Mr. PDIQ. I think that's really what Adore Beauty is. And, and you know, I don't, I'm not great with goodbyes. I don't no. want to have a big thing. I just want to quickly, let's just end it now, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I just want yeah. to say thank you to Joe and Hannah for giving us this Wednesday spot. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's ever listened, anyone who's ever contacted us. Thank you so much for taking a chance on, you know, two guys that, you know, rightfully shouldn't be behind the microphones. You know what? If you're ready, Eddie, I'm, I'm happy for us just to wrap up here. Rip off the band-aid, rip off the pimple uh, yeah, so stickers, to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Well, to reminisce, I am Edward Gates. And I am Matthew Tankard. You've been listening to Mr. Beauty IQ. Mr. Beauty IQ.